Welcome back to On The Screen's podcast. This is Jose. It's Carlo. And we're back with another episode, first of the year. I know we've been gone for a couple months now. Uh, a lot of things have happened. Uh, yeah. But but we're back. So we're going to try to do this again. Uh, try to do it semi-regularly. But uh, just a lot, of thing, a lot of good things have happened. Some weird things. But you've been traveling the country, you know. And, yeah, that's and right. I've been at home. Uh, but yeah, so any, anything you want to let us know before you st- start this thing? What have... What have you been up to? Nothing much. I mean, I honestly, I've done a really bad job of trying to watch a lot of the, a lot of movies recently. I'm just getting caught up in like shit that just like was nominated and stuff like that. So yeah. I'm trying to do a better job of like watching more shit. That's my main goal. I think 2019, I really fucked up. I didn't watch enough content in my opinion, as opposed to 2018 when I watched like way more stuff. So 2020, 2020, I'm trying to like just watch more stuff, whether it's new shows, a lot of films. So I'm trying to like just catch up. There's so much shit that I haven't seen that's kind of like pissing me off. And, and there's every day there's some more things you haven't seen because Disney Plus launched late last year. Yeah. That was a bunch of shit that I haven't even scratched the surface. HBO Max is dropping in May. Oh, yeah. So there's just content that you're, realistically you're never going to get to. And that's exactly. kind of a bummer, but but that seems to be the trend nowadays. Yeah. Um, but yeah. So, uh, what was the first thing you want to start off with? Star Wars. Well, yeah. I mean, I, what's crazy is that we did our Star Wars special in December. Yeah. And we're like, all right, we'll let you, we'll, <laughs> we'll let, let you, you know. know what we think of it. And here we are. You know, it, third week of February, we're like, here's what we think. It's like I know it's super super late, but I think the silence ever. lets you know what we thought. Uh, yeah, yeah, we were. I mean, when it comes to like Twitter, our Twitter account, I was. Just it really was, silent. I just yeah, it was, didn't say anything. Uh, yeah. It's, it's like when you get bad news and you're just like have to process it. Yeah. Uh, and I, I, someone did text me. They said everything that you talked about as a fear happened. And I was like, shit, that's true. That is like, I was looking at my notes yeah. yesterday. And the notes that I said, I said, what don't you want to see? My first thing says Ray becoming a Skywalker. <laughs> was the first fucking thing that I wrote. And that's, a, and yeah. that's what fucking happened. I mean... Do you count that even though she's a Palpatine? I mean, she ends up being a Skywalker. I okay, I put, what don't you want to see? Ray becoming a Skywalker or, you know, changing her origin so that she is a Skywalker or Kenobi. So I put that. But you never thought, you never thought they'd fucking bust out I never out thought she'd Palpatine. be like, you know, Palpatine and then she changed her name to a Skywalker. My biggest fear is her becoming a Skywalker, so I guess that's part of it. But it's like a fucking two kicks to the nuts because not only is she a Palpatine, which is lame, yeah. she becomes a Skywalker, which is also lame as well. So it's like, it's like shit. Not only did that happen, but another shittier thing happened too. I I always felt she'd end up being a Skywalker, quote unquote, not a blood one, but just a Skywalker. But man, the Palpatine thing. When I saw it, I was just like, "Are you fucking kidding me, man? Yeah. Like this is not the story that we were expecting to see, and I don't even think it's a story that fits the." whole saga because so now distorted now, now it's become like a palpatine story like he's also as as important as it's as so Luke distorted and, now it's like yeah. so jagged this this trilogy is it's not harmonious at all like it's just in these like ebbs and flows that are just yeah. ridiculous and that's what sucks there's like no continuity yeah there, there, there's there's just no yeah there's no flow to it it's like a different director did a room in a house and then you walk into the house and you're like 
welcome to the fucking dungeon. Oh, by the way, there's a kitchenette. And you're like, what? Yeah, yeah. exactly. And the thing is, like, the pre- even the prequels in the original trilogy, there's still a flow, even though the prequels are kind yeah, of absolutely. just there, trash. There, there seems to be a vision. In but, there's, but there's a vision, even though it's kind of whatever. Yeah. There's still, like, a flow to it. Same mm. thing with the original. And this one's just like, well, here's Force Awakens. Here's Last Jedi. It's a little bit different. And here's Rise of Skywalker, which is all this kind of crazy crap pulled into one. Yeah. Yeah. And it's just it's like you want to see horses running on a ship in space well here you go yeah. and um it wasn't there was like i think there was some stupid twitter account that talked about trying to explain all the exegol shit and i was just like this is stupid guys yeah. exegol is excrement that's yeah it's it's trash <laughs> that's <laughs> um, the joke that's the, that's the joke <laughs> but uh, i i still can't get over the cults arena i still can't get over uh basically another unlimited power moment i can't get over a fucking fleet of star destroyers it's really hard for me to i don't hate the rise of skywalker i'm just disappointed in it i guess that's what you tell oh, a that's kid worse when you're yeah, like a fucking dad exactly yeah when it's like i'm not mad at you son i'm just disappointed yeah that's that's how i feel yeah um i saw i think i did i see it twice i saw it Twice at least. I saw it twice, and that's like the least amount I've ever seen the Star Wars movie in theaters. Yeah, I saw it for twice. Sure. And I, I think I'm back to back now. And I think I'm, I think I will buy the Blu-ray just because I'm a dork and I yeah. want to have you all of all okay. the stuff. Yeah. So, but the thing is, like, a lot of stuff that I hear—not well, here, but like a lot of stuff that I read on Twitter when it comes to like the Rise of Skywalker—they point out like the flaws and like who's kind of gets kind of screwed the most out of the characters. Mm-hmm. I think the person that J.J. Abrams hurt the most was J.J. Abrams. Wow. So because meta. you created these characters. You created Kylo. You created Rey. You created yeah. Finn. You created Poe. And you severely undercut all their stories to cater and pander to nostalgia 100%. Yeah, pretty much. Kylo Ren, you basically made him a Palpatine puppet. He basically was his errand boy. Find Rey for me get her he could have been supreme leader wreaking havoc throughout the galaxy as a new supreme leader making the first order blame being a bigger threat now yeah. that he's supreme leader but no he's running errands for palpatine who has the final order which is dumb as shit yeah and then you have that you have poe who could have been this great legendary general could have created all this you know this momentum for the resistance in mm-hmm. this one final battle but what happens towards the end he starts giving up when he sees people dying all around him and who brings the whole fleet lando again you're catering to a nostalgic yeah. character back in the day same thing with ray she could have been someone that could have sent a message to everybody it could doesn't matter where you're from who you are it, you could be a nobody from nowhere and you could still make something of yourself and be a change in the world and that's how the message was and for the, the longest yeah. time. And the, the and end then, of Jedi, that's the message. It's but like, now it's just like, you're only special if you belong in a certain bloodline or a certain yeah. family. That's the one that sucks too. And then Finn, I mean, Finn has just been like tossed around here and there. Yeah. There's never really a good flow with Finn. So that kind of felt bad for him. So that's the thing. Like In my opinion, people talk about what J.J. Abrams did to fuck other things up. But I think he fucked himself more than anything because like he totally just relied on old characters to carry him in this last film when it's like, dude, these are your babies. These yeah. are the characters you created. And, and people liked him. People loved yeah. them. So I don't know why, yeah, why you need yeah. to and, I, and as much as JJ has struggles with like storytelling and stuff like that, the characters that he created were like, I fucking loved them. All of them. All of them. I love them. But just 
like he just you just totally undercut all of them. You totally just did all of them a disservice. And they're yeah. your dudes. They're your people. They're your characters that you wrote that you introduced the the yeah. world to. Them. I mean, they, they, there was better stories for every one of those characters. Yeah. Um, except, I, I'm not part of this fan base, but I, I think you are, and I'm still not 100 percent in on it. And I feel like I will get my day in the sun being right. What is it? I think. I think Babu Frick is trash. Really? Yeah, I just, I, I'm not a fan when you see a character and then at the end of the movie they come back. Oh, and yeah. the fact that he shows up in a fucking ship and like, like Babu's here. Yeah. I'm like, why? Yeah. Why? I, I, no, what, I get what, that. What made you special? I get that. Trust me, sick. out of all the characters, like, I'm not going to stand for him. I'm I not going to defend him. I'm like, he's funny. Do I hate his scene? No, I like his but scene. Like, but yeah. like, when he shows I'm up not... and it's, he waves to the camera like, Babu. You're not just <laughs> yeah. like, why? No, no, no. I get that. Like, I like him, but like, again, you could trash him all you want. I don't give a fuck. I'm not going to defend the guy. But like, <laughs> that's the thing though. Like, there's other characters that I've loved throughout these last, not these, not just the trilogy, but the other two, like Solo yeah. and and Rogue yeah. One. Like you've yeah. you've probably seen the Twitter account talking me talking about Enfys Nest I've, I was, yeah, all the time. Yeah, I fucking yeah. want an Enfys Nest movie in the future. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, I love every character in Rogue One. I loved like all of yeah, them. Yeah, Rogue One. Every yeah. Just, yeah, I loved all those. Guys. So like I understand. Even like that's the thing. Even with these new characters, like the um, God, I forgot her name. She's played by Carrie Russell in Rise of Skywalker. Zoe Bliss? Yeah, Zola Bliss? Yeah, so something yeah. like that. Sorry, I apologize to all the Star Wars fans out there. But yeah, Sorry, she was cool. Like, for the little small part that she had, it was kind of cool. And then also the other girl that they were riding horses with, which again, because I'm not a huge fan of the movie, I tend to forgot her name. Um, Zori Bliss, Zori Bliss, Zori Bliss, and then the other one uh, that they ride horses with. I I forgot her name. I just I, she was the one character who I just want to be like, please don't close to Lando. He's creeping me out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but the thing is, like, even like Zori, Zori Bliss for the time that she was there was kind of cool. And that's the thing, like JJ makes these really cool characters that you're interested in, and then just oh, oh well. well. But again, like it it is what it is. I'm trying to move on now. I mean, the the trilogy's. Behind us, yeah, and, and, and that, that character—I I can't remember her name—but well, when they when they're on that planet with them, and you find out all that group is just like first order defectors, like there's a story there, mm-hmm. like such a good story there, and they just kind of just like you know, and then, like, gloss over the it. whole Poe Zori thing. What happened in the past? Oh my god! All that stuff—it's that. just like I don't care about the romance shit. I could care less. Mm-hmm. I just want to know what happened in that world because that was a cool little area. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, so that, I just want to know what she did. Was she a soldier? Was she someone that kind of just went mm. against the First Order? Whatever the case is. I kind of want to know that stuff. Mm. I don't think we'll ever know that in the future no. unless they decide to make like a Zori Bliss which, TV show on Disney Plus. Or I, like, I, which think, they I, I think it'll be funny if, if Disney wiped away the EU but then make up their own yeah. EU. Yeah, exactly. Because they're not, they're not fucking getting Poe back. Yeah. <laughs> no. he, he flat what? out said like... And it's funny how, yeah, you Poe and Finn kind of didn't, I mean, they didn't like talk shit, but they kind of were like, they sounded like they were over this. They were just over it. They were yeah. over it. Yeah. So, yeah, you you, you kind of just ruined it with those two characters now. So, yeah. Eh, but it is but, what it is. It is what it is. I'm going to, I'm not going to hold any grudges, you know, like certain parts of the fandom. Yeah. Um. Just today, I was browsing through channels and I came across Batman Superman Dawn of Justice. And oh yeah, there was like a, a marathon around was like there? CBS oh, or okay. TNT. And as good as I mean, as not good as it is because it's not a great movie. I watched it for like a good fifteen minutes, going, "I'd watch this again." Sure, whatever. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's not it's not good by any means, you know, Martha forever. But yeah. 
But I was just like, eh, it's just playing, you know. Don't hold on to grudges, kids. Yeah. All right. So that was Rise of Skywalker. It could be a far bigger discussion, but we'll just move but, past it. But we just, you know, it happened. Things happen so in life. Speaking of Batman. Speaking of Batman. Uh, so the test footage came out a couple weeks ago. Uh, recently, those pictures yeah. of him on the motorcycle. Well, the stuntman. That was on the stunt motorcycle. Man. But I think there's a shot where it's him, no? It might have been. Because he looks like a different jawline. I mean, yeah. We're all analyzing jawlines. So, I mean, what do you think of the Batman uh, test footage? I am in full support of my boy, a Huffle- fellow Hufflepuff, Cedric Diggory. Um, he, I, I'm excited. Um, I'm still getting used to the actual horns. The horns are a little bit weird to me because they the shape of the horns. Um, but overall, I dig the look. I dig this this, this yeah. look. And and people have compared it. There is there is a comic book run called Ear Zero, which is basically like when he started. Yeah. And it's very similar to the Ear Zero costume. So it's most likely going to be reflective of that. Even the motorcycle has hints of that. Uh, so I, I'm excited. I, yeah. I love it. I, um, I don't know, you know, anything else besides it. But the cast. I mean, Paul Dano is the Riddler. Paul Dano's Riddler. And then we got um, who's Colin Farrell's Penguin. Oh my God! So, um, Peter then, Sarsgaard's in it. Oh, and I don't know if he's Harvey he... Dent or it's a rumor that he's Harvey Dent. Oh, I'm not sure. But Zoe Kravitz is Catwoman. It's Catwoman. And Circus is Alfred, and Jeffrey Wright's. I forgot Gordon. Jeffrey Wright's in there. Jeffrey Wright is Gordon. so good. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm very excited. I, there's nothing but hope for this movie, uh, which is not to sound like a fanboy, but I never got this kind of hope for all the other DC movies. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And I think because this one is so removed from that, that I, I have more hope for it, and I'm excited because yeah. I really, to me, these are the kind of ac- actors like Joaquin Phoenix who bring something else besides celebrity to the role. Yeah. So I'm very excited when I see hear names like Paul Dano and Colin Farrell because I feel like those dudes. Not that other people don't, but they take their job more seriously because as an actor than yeah. a character. So I'm very excited for that. Uh, that's how what I, I think it. is going to happen, too, is that like I remember when in my old job when Heath Ledger just got casted as a Joker. Uh-huh. And I had friends of mine that were just like, what the fuck? Like, what? Why? And I was the only one that was just like, I honestly told him, like, guys, like, I think he's going to do a great job. Yeah. Like, I've seen Heath Ledger in, in certain films here and there, and I haven't seen a lot of his movies, but he's a really good actor, yeah. and he brings a certain intensity to his roles. Like, he's really good. I think he's going to do great. Sure enough, when The Dark Knight came out, I had a couple of my friends tell me, he's like, dude, like, you fucking called it. Like, you said he was going to be a great job. He's fucking amazing. Yeah. And the thing is, like, the people that have negative attitude toward Robert Pattinson is because of one thing. It's Twilight. It's Twilight. It's Twilight. And that's it. People need to, like, even when I talk to people now, I'm like, guys, like, look, if you have a negative idea towards Robert Pattinson, throw that shit out the window, man, because you need to watch Good Time. You need to watch High Life. Beyond, you need to watch yeah. the fucking Lighthouse. You need to watch a lot of the indie shit that he's done. He's fucking yeah. so good beyond, at what beyond he does. Beyond Twilight, which, I mean, he's only a character in Twilight. Yeah. That's none of, none of, none of the movie's, you know, mistakes or whatever is his fault. He was in it. He played a yeah. character, and that was it. Um, but then for him, to do everything else with such variety, he probably, he's so good. Him and Kristen Stewart, they probably think Twilight's a necessary evil because that put them on the map. And look what they're doing now with yeah. with their like their stardom. They're doing these movies that are just like really appealing to people because like Kristen Stewart was in like Adventureland years ago. Mm-hmm. She was really good in it. Personal Shopper. I don't know if you've ever seen it. No, it's really really good movie. You know, and she's doing you know she does her Charlie's Angels thing and. But she's in like really cool indie roles, and then Robert Pattinson too has been tearing up like the indie yeah. circuit. So it's just like 
sometimes you need to do something that's going to elevate you and then you could go off and do your own thing yeah. because you're famous now and you have that, yeah. you know. Sometimes you need to do The Last Jedi to do Knives Out. Yeah, exactly, there exactly. So, so it is what it is. So uh, but I'm 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 excited. I mean, Matt Reeves excited. the reason I was just so gun-ho and happy when I heard he was doing the Batman is because like he was he did the last two Planet of the Apes movies. He did Dawn and War. Mm-hmm. And just, I think that Planet of the Apes trilogy is one of the best film trilogies of the last like Very 20, 20 years. Very underrated. Yeah, and it's, Caesar's my boy. Caesar's a top 10 yeah. character ever for me in, mm-hmm. in film. So when Matt Reeves was char- in charge of doing this, I'm like, fuck, I'm down. And then the casting, one after the other, after like every time Jeffrey Wright, uh, Paul Dano, Fucking Andy Serkis, Andy Zoe, Robert, yeah. just these—they got everybody right. Yeah. And then that score that with the Batman. Oh shit! It's in my head. Like, I can't get it out yeah, of my head. It was so, so good. good. So I'm excited. I'm really, really pumped. Like for I, it. I'm curious to find out at some point why Jonah Hill dropped out. Because if it was a money thing, um, I mean, you know, we can't really get around that. But a creative thing, I don't know what you could have been debating. It's, yeah. This is just exactly. Ah, I mean, and honestly, they upgraded. I would take Paul Dano over Jonah Hill. Yeah, yeah. So, so that, absolutely. So I'm very excited for the Batman. It's the, the score. Is that officially part of the score? Is that what yeah. they said? So oh the the God, composer so actually said, "Is like, yeah, this is part of my score. You if, guys if, should hear the." Full if that's one. part of the main theme, that, that that theme could be as memorable as like the original Batman. Theme. Yeah, like it's so good. It's so good. I can't wait. I, I'm super June 2021. Excited. I'm very curious to see how Pattinson does his Batman. I, I'm. I'm yeah, it's 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 perfect. It's perfect. I I can't, I, I, I can't imagine anyone else being cast right now. Well, there's a couple of people that could be as perfect. But what what people forget about Panson is that he has this weird intimidation to his look. Like, yeah, like he looks he can, he can look dangerous. Yeah, he can look pretty fucking intimidating. Yeah. and that's I'm super excited to see more of that. So the one guy I wanted to be Batman was uh, Ben Barnes from Westworld. He's uh, which guy was he's a. He? Uh, not the guy with the not Ed Harris's character, but the other guy, the the that's the, the son of the guy who created Westworld. Oh, okay, 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 okay yeah, okay, okay. Ben Bart. Like I thought he was gonna be, he would be a really cool Batman, but uh-huh. he's not gonna be Batman, so it's fine. Like he was the one that I I wanted, but then Robert Pattinson, I'm like, holy shit, that's fucking genius yeah, casting. That, so that, that's great so I'm casting. excited. I'm very excited for that. Wow. Yeah. So that that won't be out for I don't know next. Oh, yeah, June like 2021 year. is the 2021. Yeah. All right. So we're almost. But there. do you think they might have something like a trailer or something for like? Comic Con, hopefully, hopefully, hopefully yeah. they would drop something at Comic Con or drop something. I don't know. So at some point, I don't know what else is coming out in twenty twenty one in terms of DC. DC because Aquaman... Suicide Squad twenty twenty. Yes, twenty twenty one is the Suicide Squad. That's Suicide. Yeah, and then yeah, Aquaman two is twenty twenty two. So all I know is like yeah, the Suicide Squad and and the the Batman okay. for twenty twenty one for right now when it comes yeah. to that shit. Yeah, I that's a big year for DC. Yeah. All so right. speaking of DC, we're gonna talk about Birds of Prey, and which I have not seen yet. Have, have not, not seen, have yet, not seen Birds of Prey yet. It kind of struggled early on in the box office. It made thirty three million this opening week. I mean, but then yeah. internationally, it kind of made it catch. Oh, up. Oh really? Yeah, it kind of made it catch up. Thing is, the budget was eighty million, and that's fucking oh, pennies that's, on that's the dime pennies for, a, for a superhero a, movie. Yeah, pennies on the dime. And Ooh. look. You know me, I stand for certain films like Peach Dragon. Peach Dragon, yeah. Just Superman Returns. I, I'm one of like maybe 12 people on Earth Somehow. that really, really dig yeah. Superman Returns. I watched Birds of Prey and I liked it a lot. And then as 
as much as I saw people like kind of rag on it, you know, all the fucking weirdos that have problem with girls yeah. doing stuff. Yeah. Um, I just started liking it more and more. And then like people started making threads about its cinematography, about its fight choreography, about the characters. And I kept reading more into it. And I'm like, you know what? Like, I think I fucking really like this movie more now. Okay. Besides, I, I don't know if it's my favorite DCEU film. That's hard to say because a lot of it is pure crap. Okay. But I mean, I liked it more than Aquaman. Yeah. I liked it. I still really like Wonder Woman. I think only because of like how impactful it was at that time to, okay. for Wonder Woman to come out. It was just like they were just hitting. They were just missing on everything, like yeah. Suicide Squad, Batman vs Superman, everything. And mm-hmm. then Wonder Woman comes out, and it was just this behemoth. And I really liked a lot of Wonder Woman. There's some stuff towards the There's third a, act. That's yeah, just like, the third act. That was the yeah, that's yeah. usually the part where people are like, hmm. But Birds of Prey has so much fucking flair and style to it, I can't help but fucking love it. Okay. First off, the screenwriter is a girl who wrote Bumblebee. And I love okay. fucking Bumblebee. I love Bumblebee. Okay, I think I saw That's a really that. good one. And then Kathy Yon's the director. And then they hired the guy who did the fight choreography choreography for john wick oh okay and the thing is what i love about this more than like aquaman aquaman is fight scene after fight scene but it's all like fucking green screened out and it's you could just tell and i understand it has to be because it's underwater and all that shit but still it's like kind of takes you out of it a little bit here every single fight scene in birds of prey they're like in fucking in an alley in la Mm -hmm. they're in some fucking basement they're there's one scene where they're shooting at Harley Quinn and then they're shooting at a big old pallet of cocaine uh-huh. and the cocaine gets in her uh-huh. and she just <laughs> goes ape shit on them and starts kicking their ass. But the fight choreography between the birds of prey and like all of like the black the black masks like assailants and stuff like that and the like his like his associates uh-huh. it's all so like f- like so sharp and just so fucking cool. A lot of the fight choreography is really cool. Then uh-huh. like just the whole look of birds of prey. It's very like like it has a lot of flair and style to it, and of course it has because it's Harley Quinn yeah, and stuff yeah. like that. But then, how Hugh McGregor plays the Black Mask, it's fucking so cool. Like okay. he he flips the switch. He'll go from like a super party guy, you know, welcoming everybody to his clubs and stuff like that, and then in a heartbeat, he'll fucking send tell someone in a club to do something for him, or like basically fucking you'll die. Mm-hmm. Like he he goes up to some people and is like. Oh, get up here and dance, and they make them dance and take off their clothes. Like he's like, he'll go from happy-go-lucky b- club owner to just like dangerous fucking mob boss in a heartbeat. Okay. And he plays it with such style to it too. Watch when you if you watch Birds I, of Prey, I, I will watch it. The way Ewan McGregor plays the Black Mask, it's fucking so good. I, I love you, McGregor. So, so so good. Like it was so fucking awesome throughout the whole time, and just. They have a, such a bad problem with villains mm-hmm. in all the DC films. I think he's probably the best villain wow. so far. Because, you know, Suicide Squad villain was stupid. Um, what the fuck was the Justice League one? Fucking Justice Wolfenstein League. or something? Fucking uh, yeah. Some shit. Well, well, yeah, I forgot what it is. Yeah, yeah. And then, you know, Batman vs. Superman, Lex Luthor was weird. And just, again, they have problems with villains too. But, like, you and McGregor brought so much to the table. And it's just all these things. Like, Harley Quinn, Margot Robbie did really good. The choreography of the fights, the look of it, Ewan McGregor, it all puts, it all comes together and it's just so much fucking fun. And I saw a tweet and it said, Birds of Prey is the Thor Ragnarok of the DC universe. And it's absolutely spot on. Absolutely spot on. It's fun. It's lighthearted. It's really good. It's really like beautiful to look at. You know, it's great performances, great villain. 
everything. And I honestly think it's going to be one of those films that down the line people are just going to be like, why the fuck did we ignore this when this when it was out? Mm-hmm. Like, I think it's going to be that in the future. And I mean, I haven't seen Shazam. I don't know if okay. you have. Yeah, I have not seen Shazam. I am, but I heard good things about Shazam, mm-hmm. too. And Shazam underperformed in the box office, but people really love Shazam, mm-hmm. too. It's so, funny. That underperforms. No one talks shit about that. Birds of Prey underperforms, yeah, exactly, and then everyone's exactly. talking about See, it's, it's that horse shit, too. And so, again, I there's certain movies that I fucking, for some reason, become huge supporter. I, I support them 100%, even though like people trash them or kind of look away from them. Birds of Prey is one of them. Birds of Prey is so much fun. It's such a great, it's such, it's just the two hours of fun. It's just, and everything just feels right. Just the whole look of it, the fights, the villains, the characters, it's all cool. It's all awesome. So I really hope people will get to see Birds of Prey and kind of just appreciate it for what it is. Because yeah. it really is the Thor Ragnarok of the DC that's, universe. That, that's a good endorsement, Thor, Thor Ragnarok of DC. Because yeah. that, Thor Ragnarok really kind of shifted the, the Marvel universe into like a more fun, you know, aesthetic and yeah. brightness. Uh, so I, I can't wait to watch it. I'm excited. I, I do feel like that it was kind of maybe because of the budget, it was kind of like like short change when it came to marketing. I did not mm. see a lot of marketing for it. Um, I don't think a lot of people outside That's comic book circles too. knew about it. I saw marketing for it like it was like in September, and it came out in February. Yeah, they the, gave it like they gave it like four months of marketing. It, so it, it was that I they should have been on that. Way before then, or something. I don't. I don't think they marketed enough. Where yeah. sometimes you can't, you, you can't ignore a movie. Yeah. And this one, I, I, I can't tell you if I saw a billboard for it. Yeah. You know. So. And I mean, maybe the rated R thing too. But Deadpool did great. But Dead, Deadpool, Deadpool yeah, was exactly. advertised, and Harley so, yeah. Quinn is as recognizable as Deadpool to a lot of people yeah. now. So. Yeah. So it was it was cool. It was just a lot of fun, man. Like I mean, I I really want to see it again just to like soak it up more, but. Good God, it was just—it was so much fun. I like that. And Margot so Robbie's a great cool. actress. So. She is. So she she, is. she doesn't get. She. I, I was telling uh, my wife. I think she's gonna get the Brad Pitt treatment of someone who's very pretty, and they're gonna ignore what she's doing behind that. Yeah. Uh, and then everyone's gonna come around to the fact that she's a good actress because Brad Pitt got the pretty boy tag. And oh yeah, 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 absolutely. People would ignore his good movies, and absolutely. I, hopefully they come around because because both good actors. Yeah, definitely. All right. So there's that one. There's That's, that. So you talk. so you're saying that your Birds of Prey review is BOP is a bop. It is a bop. It's a bop. I'll okay. say it right now. It's a bop. BOP and I never use bop because I feel like I only, I only use I, I've used bop more when I was a, a kid. You know, with bop mm-hmm. it, bop it. Oh shit, bop it, bop it. Sock and boppers. Remember that? Yeah, yeah. The most legal more way to than, the most legal way to punch someone. <laughs> more else. fun than a pillow fight. <laughs> <laughs> I remember that. <laughs> Anyways, yeah. So, Oscars were a couple weeks ago. Yeah. Um, so. What do you think about the Oscars? Just the results it overall. Was, the you show. Know, I don't think there are many surprises. I think uh, now that I've seen more of the films nominated, uh, I'm not surprised that Parasite won because Parasite is very good. Yeah. Uh, I'm surprised it took that many awards, to be honest. Yeah. But it, I think it deserved them when, when you you know, measure them up. And uh, as much as I love Tarantino, and it's going to come as a shock, I haven't seen Once Upon a Time in Hollywood yet. I still have not fucking oh, seen fuck. it. Oh, fuck. have not seen it. Um, not because I don't want to, just because, like, it's, listen, it's like three and a half hours long. I don't want to break in it. I want to just watch it mm-hmm. all in one shot. Uh, but my theory is that there's, like, a weird anti-Tarantino thing in the Academy that they just never vibe with him. Mm-hmm. So that's why he's probably not going to get a statue for a while. 
Um, but but even even besides that, I think I, th- I think most of the winners won. I, I think I'm not in no way am I putting down Joaquin Phoenix. I think he was the Golden State Warriors, like 2016 Warriors yeah. going into that. Like like he just wasn't gonna lose. Yeah, he wasn't gonna lose. I don't think there was anyone there who was gonna put as much of a fight for him. Yeah, against him. So I'm not surprised he won. I'm glad. I mean, I'm glad because yeah, I have no problem with him winning. Yeah, I, I'm glad he won. He he, he did a great job. The in two it. the two awards that Joker won are the two that they deserved. The that score is fucking beautiful. The score. The best. The score is fucking beautiful. It's really good. Mm-hmm. She kicked ass in the mm-hmm. score, and then he did a really good job. Yeah. You know, say what you say whatever you want about the movie. Like I like the movie, but I'm not like oh my god, it's a masterpiece type of person. Mm-hmm. But those two. Like awards, like he did a really good job, and then the score too. Like that's one thing that when I left watching Mm -hmm. Joker, I'm like, that score is so fucking good, and Mm -hmm. it she won her awards, and good for her, man. Yeah, yeah. yeah. The the awards that it won, I think, were the ones that, uh, uh, you know, head and shoulders better than the other ones. Yeah, exactly. Um, when Star Wars didn't win, I was like, Star Wars. I mean, you've heard Star Wars, you know. You know, can you name a theme from Rise of Skywalker? Because I can't. Mm -mm. You know, there wasn't really crazy anything good about it. Uh, but besides that, I, I mean, I really, really. Did you have a favorite moment? A favorite moment? Yeah. Um, actually, it's gonna be. Well, I'll just say it now. It, it, it's um, um, it's not even in the award ceremony. It's after. I saw the picture later, and I was like, you know, you know those articles and like the tabloid mags where they're like celebrities are just like us and like they're here here's fucking you know john ham shopping at whole foods yeah, yeah. um shit like that and someone took a picture of a uh, of um bong jun ho uh making two statues kiss oh yeah <laughs> and i was like i thought i do that when i get two things that I can kiss that's each so other. awesome yeah so i was like that was my favorite moment he was like oh fuck it they got a kiss yeah. i remember last year someone <laughs> took a picture of them at the in and out drive through oh really after the oscars i'm like fuck yeah dude that's so awesome <laughs> like win an award go get a double double that's yeah. fucking that's life your night right, right there. there yeah so that was one of my favorite moments but i mean parasite winning was was just really good um as as much shit as people have given the oscars some maybe deservedly by like being so white so whitewashed um they've kind of nailed best picture a few times like moonlight um parasite who was last year green book green oh okay (laughs) (laughs) you know spotlight one spot spotlight and i didn't mind that i didn't mind that at all like i i mean were you not a fan of spotlight no i dug it a lot i just didn't think it would win best picture i was just like this is a really good film about like journalism and stuff like that and it really made me think Really well made drama. I dug it, but I was—I uh-huh. didn't think it would rise to the, to the being top. the best picture. Yeah, yeah. I, I still—I don't know why. <laughs> I remember stupid audio clips of certain things. I remember Morgan Freeman just saying it. He's like spotlight, spotlight. spotlight. <laughs> I just remember that every time I think of spotlight, I think of him saying opening the envelope, going spotlight. I just remember that That's now. The only part. Such a fucking dork. Yeah, I just remember that. I was because spotlight is the kind of movie that where I think about it. Like I was even driving this weekend. I thought. I need to watch Spotlight again because it's so good. Yeah. And I even told myself, if, if I ever get to meet Mark Ruffalo, I'm going to go straight for, like, I fucking love you in Spotlight. Yeah. I'm, I'm going to skip Hulk, skip even all Michael that. Michael Keaton was good in Spotlight, too. And oh, there's something about journalism yeah. movies that are fucking awesome because they're, they're oh, so yeah. intense. Yeah. Like Shattered Glass. Oh, Shattered, Shattered Glass, Glass doesn't get their so fucking intense, needs. dude. Yeah. Sorry, Chuck. Like, I love Hayden in that movie, dude. And then Peter Sarsgaard's a fucking badass. Oh, God, that movie did yeah. not get what it deserved. Yeah, it's, again, like, something about movies about journalism and just, like, yeah. it's, they're so intense. They're very, very... It's so yeah. drama-filled. Spotlight, Shattered Glass. I mean, yeah. all the yeah. presidents, man, they're all great films. But that um, that was my favorite moment, the, the making the statues kiss. I mean, Parasite winning was, was great. Um, 
who uh, Brad Pitt winning because I, I, Brad Pitt won it's finally, Pitt, yeah. fucking finally. Yeah. Not lead actor, but we'll take it. Yeah. Uh, but he fucking got it. He got it. Yeah. Um, I haven't seen Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Uh, do you think Leo did a better job in that than The Revenant? One hundred percent. If he didn't win for The Revenant, would he have beaten Joaquin Phoenix? <sighs> oh, man. I don't think so. Wow. I don't. That's the thing. Like, I think he did better than this in The Revenant. The movie, I, the movie that Leo should have won Best Actor for was The Departed. Okay. That's the one. He, oh, fuck, he That's what he should have won for The Departed. Flat out. The Revenant was just, I think, a gimme. It's like, fuck, he's been waiting for so long. Just give it to him. Tom Hardy acted better than him in The Tom Revenant. Tom Hardy is the star of the fucking yeah, Revenant. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. So he's good in, as Rick Dalton. <laughs> Brad Pitt's better in okay. in What's Upon a Time than than Leo is. Okay, I'll say that right now. And I, I'm a huge Brad. I love both of them. They're both yeah. fucking amazing. But Brad Pitt steals the show. And when you watch Once Upon a Time, you're gonna text me and be like, he steals the fucking show. Okay, that's why no one steals a sh- to me. No one steals the show from Leo in The Departed. Okay, people get close. Like Jack Nicholson's really good. Yeah, Matt Damon's yeah. Matt good. Matt Damon's good. You know, Martin Sheen. Oh, They're all good. But, good but, cast, but, but he is the. Cream of the crop yeah. in there. Revenant, Tom Hardy was better. This one, yeah. Brad Pitt's better. Even I think Revenant goes Tom Hardy, Bear, Leo. Yeah, exactly, right? And so fucking Hux is in fucking Revenant, and I always forget that. Oh, shit. Yeah. He is, huh? He's the guy that pays them at the end or when he, when he finds them. Yeah. And yeah. He's like wondering, like, what the fuck happened to Leo? <laughs> yeah. Like, you know? But yeah. No, um, I don't think he would have beat Joaquin, he does a really good job with it, but I think Brad Pitt steals the show in in uh, Once Upon a Time. time. Yeah. Okay. okay. Was that your favorite? What's your favorite moment? Um, the Oscars. The one thing that I really loved was when he won Best Director, and when he went up there and his translator said, like, you know, um, he said I was inspired by. Oh yeah, all oh, that moment. And, and he walks up because the quote is from the great Martin Scorsese, mm-hmm. and you see the look on Martin Scorsese's face that. Like I lit up when I saw that. <laughs> I, I thought I thought Timmy Scorsese was like, "Oh, I didn't win again." Huh? Yeah, he just, he's like happy, and then he goes to talks about when no one knew about me. Quentin would always put mm-hmm. me on this movies yeah. to watch. Yeah. Thank you, Quentin. He goes, Quentin, I love you. Like I love when you have people that are new, not new to the industry, but just like it's their first time yeah. having the line, the light mm-hmm. shine on them, and they're just they have this. I'm just happy to be here totally. mentality. To totally, it. and I love that not only when it comes to like people in the industry but like some musicians have it too once in a while like i know i'm kind of straying off but like mac miller do you remember mac miller he mm-hmm. died like he's a rapper i remember mac miller yes <laughs> yes i know who mac miller otherwise is. i said remember he's this is last year but he was one of those dudes like i don't like new hip-hop at uh-huh. all i don't like it i think it's trash like the soundcloud mumble rap stuff i okay. think it's terrible he was one of these dudes that it whether it's a new actor new actress new new singer Whatever medium it is, whether it's mu- movies, music, when there's certain new artists and they don't have this bravado to them or this arrogance, they're just like, I'm just happy to be here. I just want to make films that I love and that mm-hmm. I know people will love. And like he had that attitude, Mac Miller, like when he was like in hip hop. And I love that about the director Parasite. He was just happy to be here. He had that whole mentality the whole time. 
He like when he won the best picture awards, like I didn't think I'd be up here again. You know, I was gonna go drink, mm-hmm. all this stuff. Like he was just so happy to be there. I mean, him having the two statues kiss, him pointing out his favorite directors. Yeah, I mean it was just I love that humility to the guy. It's not like, oh, like walking up, yeah, I won. I'm cool, I'm the badass now. No, mm-hmm. it's just like fuck, I'm so happy to be here and I won some stuff too. Like yeah. it's so I love that type of mentality that people whenever they're in like an, like a certain like industry whether it's like a new actor or a new actress or a new like again like a new like someone in music when every time they're just their mentality isn't i'm new and i'm badass look at me i'm great i hate that like that ego when it's just like i'm new i'm happy to be here i'm happy to make music or make movies do what i do and love like and love it Mm -hmm. and if i win some awards that's cool that's fun that's awesome and i love that mentality about him and that that moment itself, like he could have made it all about himself, but he basically said, "These are the people that influenced me to get to where I am today," mm-hmm. and I loved it. I love that scene. I love yeah, it so that, much. That was a good moment. That was that. That was. Uh, I really liked the, the direct when he points out Martin Scorsese. I was like, "Oh, that's yeah. so fucking good." Um, be, prior to this, a lot of people don't know who he was, um, and uh, I think I told my wife basically <laughs> to me, he's like. Mexican, not Mexican, Korean Guillermo del Toro, where like yeah. people knew him, didn't really know him until he makes something like this, and then now everyone knows him. Like, yeah. you know, so, and to me, Guillermo had the same vibe when he went and he won for Shape yeah. of Water. Like, he was just so excited. So excited to be there. Yeah, yeah. I think he might have even shouted out Quentin at one point during his speech. Yeah. Um, well, he talked, I remember that too, because I remember Guillermo del Toro when he won, he said, he talked about the youth of today really mm-hmm. making it possible. He's like, oh, like we opened the door, we kicked it, come on in. Mm-hmm. Like, I love that. Yeah, no, he's, yes. That was me the highlight. Just yeah. everything Parasite. And did you hear that that tidbit? I'm not sure if it's, if it's true, but I think, I think it might be. Uh, that he is the only person to win four statues since Walt Disney. Yeah. yeah. I heard that the day That's after. That's crazy. That is fucking insane. Yeah, and I realized, wow, no one's won four statues. Like, I guess, you know, all these people and no one's gone four. But I just, I just wonder what's next for the guy. Like, I mean... Oh, he's going to get so much money God, thrown at him dude. for the next one. I think he needs to avoid making a Western movie and just stick to being Korean and, and make something that he really wants to yeah. in that circle. Because uh, he, I mean, technically, I'm pretty sure Snowpiercer is an American movie. Yeah, oh, yeah, And then um, Okja has a huge American cast in it, too. I remember watching um, that on Netflix. Yeah, so, I still haven't seen Snowpiercer. I know Chris Evans is in yeah, Snowpiercer. Yeah, he's in Snowpiercer, yeah. Uh, so I, I, I figure he should do whatever he wants, but there's no way he's not going to get tons of money thrown at him right now. Yeah. And I would love to see him tackle, you know, something, a big franchise at some point, but not, you know, first do whatever you want. Because like you said, do something that's a hit, then do whatever you want. So yeah. he can do whatever he wants. Even though I'm pretty sure Parasite is something he wanted. But that was, that was, a, that was my favorite yeah. uh, moment. So, is there like a surprise or like a disappointment for you in any way? Um, no, I think everything seemed pretty. There weren't a lot to me. There weren't. There was that no many surprises. surprises no, me. they were all. Well, uh, them winning Best Picture. Uh, yeah, I guess I, so. I honestly thought like. I thought 1917 would have a bigger I was, presence. I thought 1917 was going to win Best Picture because I thought a lot of things were going to split the vote uh-huh. and it was going to sneak by. Yeah. Yeah, because I, I remember when the Shape of Water won and I remember telling one of my friends, I'm like, I think Shape of Water is going to win Best Picture only because I think. It was three billboards, and it was some other movie that was like the two main contenders. Okay. Besides Shape of Water, and I was saying three billboards, and I forgot the other movie. Fuck. It was. I think they're gonna split the vote, uh-huh. and then Shape of Water is gonna sneak in, and sure enough, it fucking happened. And I thought it was gonna be that way too. Like it was gonna be Once Upon a Time getting some. Um, 
Parasite, you know, Irishman, you know, other movies, and then 1917 is going to squeak in and win Best Picture, but it didn't. And I was so, like, my biggest surprise was Parasite winning Best Picture. Like, really? Best International Film, they had it in the bag. But Best Picture, I was like, holy shit, like, the Academy actually fucking yeah, they, did it. they did it. They did it. So it was, I mean, it was cool. I dug it. I dug that. I mean, yeah, just that, that moment was just really cool, really good to see. Yeah, I'm trying to figure out 2018 who did the uh, uh, best picture nominees were. Cause I know it was three billboards and something else that I felt were gonna split the votes, and then Shape of Water was gonna win. Yeah, Shape of Water. It was a uh, Darkest Hour. Dun- oh, Dunkirk, maybe Dunkirk, Dunkirk Phantom yeah. Thread, and three billboards. Yeah. Uh, so the and then Shape of Water sunk in there. Um, but yeah, no, it was it was it was a it, you know what? I think it's one of the first few times in the few years where I watched it from beginning to end. Yeah. So, you know, I, I'm 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 kind of digging the no host thing. I kind of yeah, I don't me, mind it. I don't, I don't mind, mind it. At all. I feel like it kind of moves a little bit faster, even though there was still like fucking half an hour over time. Yeah. But, but the funny thing is, uh, it's always a joke how they're over time. And then if you've ever worked in the industry, you realize nothing ever fucking runs on time. Yeah. Everyone's always late because yeah, putting too many creative people together, nothing gets done on time. Yeah. Um, is there ever a so? Uh, the other thing we're gonna talk about today is there a an award winner or a snub that you could go back in time and fix. Yeah. Um, I was thinking about it. Probably Amy Adams for arrival. Oh shit. Yeah. I really wanted her to get to just, who won that year. Fuck. I don't even know. Is it Meryl Streep? Cause she always, wins. maybe. Yeah. So I shit. Uh, yeah, she, she didn't even get nominated. And oh, she got snubbed she, that yeah, year. She got snubbed. And that was one that just fucking sucks to see that happen to her. And just, like I watched Arrival again the other day for mm-hmm. the third time ever, and it was the first time in like a year that I watched it, and I'm like, "Fuck, man! Like, how does this movie keep getting better and better every time I watch it? It's so fucking good." And the fact that she didn't even get nominated, it fucking sucks. So that was the one that that kind of just you know stuck out for me in terms of like recent snubs that she's she should have been at least nominated for the movie. Yeah, no, that that performance in, in uh, Arrival is so underrated. Did you get to watch that in the movie theater? Uh, yeah, I did. And it was just, again, I was just, I was blown away. I was just like, God, this movie's so, it's just so, like, I, I just, I can't even put into words what I think about Arrival because it's just like, it makes you think on so many different levels about about everything, mm-hmm. about like, you know, if you could, if you could peer into the future and know there's something good but also something bad that comes out of it, would you still... Would yeah. you try to course correct it or would you just keep going? You know, the fact, you know, when basically their commentary on just like how we communicate in this world with other countries, other people, like it's just so deep on so many levels. And, and that's what just, I love about them. And it's so simple the way it connects the dots with everybody. Like I love, I, I, I don't want to say I love, I like Interstellar a lot, but yeah. I feel like when it comes to Interstellar, that it's like you have to take like a quantum physics class to kind of understand most of it. And there's a lot of emotional parts of Interstellar, and there's a lot of parts that I really, really loved about it. But mm-hmm. with Arrival, it was just, there were so many deep and complex messages, but mm-hmm. it's also so easy to follow at the same time. Like, I didn't feel like I needed to, like, you know, read a fucking three essays or three articles explaining every single part about Arrival. Whereas, like, 
Uh, that seems to be any uh, Interstellar, any, uh, Nolan film. Though. Yeah, <laughs> like, it's read, Interstellar. Like, an I'm like, fuck, dude. Like, what the fuck's going on here? What is this time lapse? What does this mean? And just, I mean, don't get me wrong. I dug Interstellar a lot. I think it, I think it's great. But uh, yeah. I love Arrival. Like, I absolutely Arrival might be like in my top fifteen ever in terms of films. Yeah. I absolutely love Arrival. I, I Arrival is yeah. It's it's a kind of film that um, it's it's so hard to tell people to watch without giving away what it's about besides just aliens because at the end of the day the aliens aren't even really that big of a part of it like they're in there but like they're they just a part of the world they're not really yeah you know they're not the main event to be honest like when you get the the actual you know point of the film you're like holy shit like the aliens were just you know they're just messengers really yeah seriously um so it's it's such a good film and it looks great amy adams is per is amazing in it um I think it's one of the few times where I, I think I audibly gasped and, you know, it's like, holy shit. Like yeah. when it hits you, you're just like, this is such a great film. But then I never hear anyone talk about it. But then Walmart has a Super Bowl commercial with the fucking aliens in it. And I'm like, yeah, they're popular enough to be in a Walmart commercial. Yeah, exactly. So I'm just like, who who isn't familiar with this and who so is? I'm looking up the actress in leading roles from the 2017 Oscars, the one that she was snubbed. OK. And it was Isabel Hooper for Elle, okay. Ruth Nega for Loving. Natalie Portman for Jackie, Emma Stone for La La Land, who she won, and then Meryl Streep for, uh, what is it, Florence Foster Jenkins. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that one. That, so, yeah, so, no of course, uh, Emma Stone won, but, again, she, I don't know, I mean, I want to say, I understand Natalie Portman, I kind of understand Emma Stone, but. The other three, I mean, I can't judge because I haven't seen those other three films. Maybe one of them could have been booted out, but Which Amy Adams was so good. So good. And not to get no not even to get nominated is fucking a travesty. Yeah, yeah. So that was that Do you was, have one? I do, and I just realized that we're on the same boat of picking a snub who should have won. Yeah. Um and I, I'm pretty sure I've mentioned it before. I, I think they pulled off what is maybe the most unexpected, like, fucking film. Uh-huh. Uh, and to me, that's the Lego movie. Okay. Um, it got snubbed. It didn't get nominated at all for the fucking Oscars oh, okay, that year. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. But, like, that film to me was so good. Like, like I remember when it got announced, like, there's a Lego movie. And you're like, what the fuck's Lego going to do with this? What's this shit yeah, going to do? Yeah, it's so good. And it comes out, and you're like, holy fuck, it's so good. Like it's it's heartwarming. Like I think I even fucking teared up at the end when it, when when they shift to like the real world, and I'm just like, oh, did everything fuck. is awesome get nominated? I think it did get nominated, but it didn't win. I don't think it won. No. Okay. So, no, yeah, I understand. Yeah, I was yeah. just it was such a such a good heartwarming film that was that wasn't I don't know it just it wasn't too it wasn't mean it was just it was such a nice film. It, it was Warner Brothers and, and Warner Brothers animation. Honestly, they fucking kill it, and they don't get the recognition because yeah. they're in the shadow of other bigger studios. Uh, but everything is awesome, and then just the fucking the film itself, and like like just all the little Easter eggs, and you got fucking what other movie do you have Gandalf and fucking Shaq in the same movie? And yeah. and you're like what like ah oh, it's so fucking good, and um, I think that year. The nominees were uh, Song of the Sea, How to Train Your Dragon 2, The Box Trolls, Big Hero 6, and The Tale of the Princess Kaguya, which I've, I've only seen... Did Big Hero 6 win? Big Hero 6 won. Like, okay. I like Big Hero 6. It's a fine movie. But n besides certain quotes from Baymax, no one is really talking about Big Hero 6 yeah. now. The Lego movie 
became its own fucking franchise. Like yeah. now, you know, two came out. That's crazy. And and to not even get nominated, it's it was just like, dude, what the fuck? Like Lego Movie was so good. I remember like, and people love How to Train Your Dragon too. I I mean honestly I. I, I didn't see it. I, I think I've saw, seen part of like I one. saw three, and three I was just like, I fell asleep. Yeah, I no. think I've seen part of one. It's a cute film. It seems cute just, film, but I mean, Lego Movie, they took, they they made, they literally made a world of something that is just fucking bricks, yeah. and that's all thanks to fucking Lord and Miller, because yeah. they're fucking geniuses. I feel like there needs to be some like sort of behemoth to knock down a Disney or Pixar movie for animated. I thought and this, I thought this was, well, last yeah, year. and I thought this year, I thought it was going to be uh, one of the other films. I didn't think Toy Story 4 would win. Me either. I thought either. something was going to like, because I think one of the award shows, I don't know if it was Golden Globes or something else, the fucking Missing Link won. Uh, yeah, so I, w- I was betting my money on Missing Link. I was like, Missing Link is gonna fucking pull it out because year after year they just they get so close and they don't fucking yeah. make it. Um, and then Leica just got you know fucking yeah. took it but, out. Yeah, again. I mean there needs to be like some sort of behemoth, and Spider Verse was that one that just Spider. But I mean, what it, it took another fucking Disney franchise essentially to take itself down. Yeah, but Spider Verse was 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 really good. So I don't I don't know I don't know what else has to come out. So who yeah. knows? Well, Sony Animation too, man. They're killing it because they made Hair Love. Oh yeah, Have you seen they, Hair Love. No, I haven't seen it's it, but so they made good, the, they dude. won the. Yeah, mm. it's so good. So I saw it literally two days before the Oscars came okay. out. This randomly, I'm like, yeah, this is gonna win. This is so heartfelt and such a good short film. It's so good. But yeah, Hair Love really deserved to win. Yeah. So um, I think Sony Animation, damn, they're killing it too. I think. 2022 is when Spider-Verse 2 comes out. Okay, well, there yeah, you go. So. Disney's got to have something huge up their yeah. sleeve for that, that year. But yeah, all right. So those are, those are some of our Oscar moments that we liked and some of our turn back the clock and change fucking... Yeah, so uh, you fucked up. I don't know if you have one specific or uh, anything, anyone, any sort of property. Well, I, two, two little things. I was going on a trailer binge a few days ago, watching all the new trailers and... Uh, I came across A Quiet Place 2, and I did not like it. I was just like, this, I don't, nothing about it made me want to, like, run out and watch it because it was, it, it became, to me, it gave me the vibe of The Walking Dead where it's like, you know, where are the real monsters? Like, that vibe. And yeah. I'm like, I don't want a fucking tour movie of, like, like, don't trust fucking Jimmy. He's a fucking yeah, yeah, murderer. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, shit. Well, no, I, I came here for the monsters, the first movie. And now they're like, no, no, we're, don't fucking forget about the monsters. We're about the people. And I'm like, oh, shit. Well, yeah. I can watch The Road. I can watch other movies that deal with, like, the people or the monsters. So I was kind of bummed out about that because I wanted a monster movie. And 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 it looks like it's going to be one of those we're the real monsters movies. So I don't know. I mean, unless, like, a fucking mega monster shows up, then, yeah. okay, I'll check it out. Um, so that w- that one really bummed me out, and I was like, not. That's how I felt literally when I watched King of the Monsters, Godzilla. Too. Uh-huh. When I walked out of that theater, I'm like, man, like I just wanted more monsters. <laughs> and I, I mean, the the look of the film is fucking awesome. Uh-huh. Like, the way when the monsters fight, it's so fucking badass. But they focus so much on the humans and like them trying to like sort things out and make sure like the world doesn't end because all these monsters are fighting. Uh-huh. They're so fucking annoying in that movie. Like Millie Bobby Brown's parents, like you know, like they're, her fucking parents are terrible. Like if she, I wouldn't, you know, if she was an orphan, I would understand her parents being dead because they deserve it. Because like they're <laughs> fucking both terrible human beings, terrible people. Like she's fine, and then they put in this like scientist as a like, comic relief that is absolutely annoying the shit out of me uh. throughout the whole movie. And I just wanted more monsters. I wanted more Godzilla. I wanted more Monster Zero. I wanted more Mothra. I wanted all of that shit. And then they gave you a lot of fighting between all the monsters. That shit is so fucking badass. But 
it's the human element that literally took me out of the film. The, uh. Every single time. I'm like, I don't give a fuck about these humans. They're stupid and boring. Give me more monsters. Like, I want more monsters. And that's yeah. how I was with Godzilla Part 2. And that, that's the vibe I get with A Quiet Place 2. I'm just like, dude, give me, give me the yeah. fucking monsters. I don't want a survival story about surviving the people and the monsters. Just give me fucking monsters. Give me be quiet shit. Don't give me like, I, who, who's in it? Who's a co-star in that? Is it Cillian Murphy? Yeah. Yeah, and I'm just like, listen, I don't. I he don't reminds me of um, Tim Robbins in in War of the Worlds. Okay, yeah, that was a, that was a creepy performance. Yeah, yeah. he yeah. reminds me of just like. But again, that became like when Tom Cruise was like, "You're the real monster." Yeah, and then, it's just like okay. It's like okay, come on, dude. There's more to it. So that that was that that bummed me out. I was like, kind of a, you fucked up because I was like that not the trailer I wanted. Yeah. Now again, it could be a better movie. Um, the second one, which I was kind of stoked about and then i saw it and i was just like oh, it's really kind of mediocre and i didn't want it to be i was like i'm very i was very excited and i watched it with my wife and and, and as you know i i do like taylor swift i think she's a very good entertainer she's fun she's miss hot. americana the, the the documentary on netflix mm-hmm. is so i don't want to call it boring it's just it's so mediocre that i don't think i learned anything about her mm-hmm. from this when it was supposed to be candid and like kind of behind the scenes of her process. And they just, it's very, I felt very pick and choose. Like, 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 like she obviously had control over this documentary because there's things that are glossed over, things that aren't even mentioned, you know, there's time jumps and you're just like, a lot of stuff has happened, but like, it's just, you're, she's picking and choosing what she wants to show you. And that was kind of a bummer because there was more that I wanted to know. And there are times where you, it gets a little bit real and like, Talks about like how her becoming more political and like that was fun and it was good and her songwriting process. But overall, it was just it, it felt like like a documentary made by your PR. Yeah, yeah. and I was just like, oh man, like, like I PR I, fluff. Yeah, like 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 it didn't it didn't like reveal any other facet besides what we already know. Yeah, and. and that it it didn't make her look bad or anything. It just didn't make her look any better. And so I was just like, eh, whatever, you know, nothing, nothing really changed. Like it did provide nothing. I was excited for it because I really wanted to see that behind the scenes stuff, more of like you know how she's dealt with stuff. And it was just kind of pretty middle of the road. Just you know, not boring. It wasn't boring. It was just very mediocre. Like yeah. like I didn't. I'm not gonna tell you, but you gotta watch Miss Americana. It's 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 not that kind of documentary. And I yeah. don't. And that was a bummer. So that was my You Fucks Up Netflix. So you could have had a, a better uh, Taylor documentary, but we ended up with uh, Miss Americana. But that's yeah. that song, like you said earlier, that song is a bop. Which one? Miss Americana. Miss Americana. And the Heartbreak Prince on the new Lover album out now in stores. Damn. Okay. Nice plug. Yeah. Um, cool. Yeah. I mean, that's a good You Fucked Up. Mine is more like just general. And it's fucking film Twitter. Oh, dude, no, it's, they, it's, that can be the you fucked up every episode. Well, no, yeah, that's the thing. Like, I, I completely understand that. And, but, like, now, recently, like, I've been on it, and I'm just like, fuck, man. Like, this thing is just getting so fucking annoying. Like, it's, it's I love Film Twitter because the most random shit you, that it pops up. But, like, like, I'm on, I'm really connected to, like, sports Twitter as well, as you yeah. know. But, like. Sports Twitter sometimes gets toxic, but it's nowhere near the levels of toxic, like how toxic film Twitter is. And the most recent one was um, this director from that movie called Guns Akimbo with with Daniel Radcliffe. That's Brent, like that just came out. He's okay. attacking um, critics that are like women of color critics. Okay. For for I don't know what happened. There was 
one thing where like uh one of the one girl she said something and all these critics started criticizing her for what she said. She said something kind of like racial and she had like a mental breakdown and she's like in the hospital now or something because she was like going to attempt like suicide. And like, I don't know what it was exactly. I don't know the context of it. So I don't want to speak too much on it because uh-huh. I don't want to judge or say anything like that. But then he came to her defense, which is fine. But then he started like piling on all these critics and it's like it's a really to me it's a really bad look when a director of a movie that's coming out or just came out starts piling on critics and starts talking shit to them. And so he starts doing all this stuff and it's just like I see him literally fucking going after these women and it's just like there's like no one saying anything. Mm-hmm. And it's just like what the fuck is going on? It's like you guys fucking cape for the stupidest fucking people, but then when you there's certain parts of film twitter that needs defending, it's silent. And I think since then, his his own personal account, he deleted it or got suspended. So he's doing it from the Guns Akimbo account. Oh, shit. And so I guess he started saying shit to that now. And it's just like, film Twitter needs to like, fuck. It needs to like, it needs a good fucking purge. Like, there needs to be some someone on Twitter that just f- concentrates on film Twitter and just gets all these toxic people out. And I'm not just talking about this incident. I'm going to say about Birds of Prey too because suddenly Birds of Prey Prey was getting tons of shit and there were people like linking YouTube videos about about Sonic the Hedgehog and how it did better than Birds of Prey. It's like, what the fuck do those two have in common? There's Uh, You're trying to link up two completely different fucking movies together and it's the same shit that happened with captain marvel and it's all this shit and i mean like, there's, there's so a much, pattern there obviously there's a yeah there's so there. much toxic bullshit and i'm just like fuck like it's so annoying and it's just like i and then i see these people on twitter like saying like i'm gonna take a break from twitter you know i'm i'm sick and tired of this this and that it's like i don't blame them i don't blame them at all like i want i i'm always gonna tweet from the from my account because like i want more followers i'm more yeah more engagement with people that i Otherwise, wouldn't know. But just, I could totally understand from, from early, from you know when the Last Jedi was going out to Captain Marvel to Birds of Prey to Sonic to this director basically talking shit, anything and everything. It's just like it's so much. It's fucking up. Like it's just it's fucking it up for the rest of us that are just like, I'm I'm like a casual tweeter. Like it's not like I spend mm-hmm. each and every waking moment tweeting out stuff from our account. And it's just it's just so intense, and I feel bad for like the people that are that are the blue like the blue check marks that are yeah. actually film critics that people are, are piling on them. Oh, if they, if they give a Marvel movie praise, they get paid by Disney. Oh, if they give DC shit for a film, oh, yeah. oh they get paid by Disney. Oh, yeah. like you know, it's damned if you do, damned if you don't. There's sometimes. no winning. And it's There's just no winning. Sucks. So it's just like I uh, wish things were better. Just on. Film Twitter overall. Twitter's like, I mean, Twitter's the f- home of the free range asshole. And I've yeah. said that many times, but like, man, film Twitter is like, I believe probably the, t- the most toxic and most dangerous and the shittiest one is politics Twitter. Then the second has to be like film Twitter. I, 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 I think because politics Twitter takes it to another level that yeah. you're like, holy fuck, this is too deep. But yeah, uh, film Twitter is, is, is probably the one Twitter where it's not fun to hang out unless, yeah. unless you're only following certain people. Because the opinions are just toxic. And I think the fucked up part is that they know they're toxic, but they keep pushing it. Yeah. And so w- one of my biggest things that, I, that I'm that i bummed out about is when people like say, like, I'm going to take a break. I, you know, I can't take this. There's too much shit happening. I'm going to log off Twitter for a while. 
what bones me out about that is that fact that in a weird way the trolls win because the trolls aren't taking that fucking time off they're gonna yeah. just fucking continue pumping out hateful shit yeah so it's like fuck so like when we lose someone good they've gained fucking ground and it's yeah. like fuck that so I do. I do think film Twitter is is probably one of the worst places to hang yeah, out. It's, it's just fucking. It's sucks. not fun. And you see, you see the misogyny all the time with the Ghostbusters, Wonder Woman, Captain Marvel, fucking Birds of Prey. They're just waiting for it to fucking fail. They can't wait for it to fail. Yeah. Um. I want to see the Venn diagram between people who don't like those films and who want the Snyder Cut release, and I think it's a circle. Yeah, it probably um, is. It's just because it's the same fucking people. But I'm sure you saw the video of that guy throwing a fucking fit at uh, Birds of Prey. The one guy with like a, who was this, like, this just this fat bearded dude who was just talking about how, like, they weren't sexy enough or whatever. Or, like, oh, yeah, yeah, And I'm just yeah, like, yeah. are you fucking kidding me? Like, like, they're so, just... I think I quote tweeted that guy. I'm like, I'm sorry. I like, think, they, yeah, I think that's probably where I, I saw I told him, like, it. I'm sorry they don't make a movie that you can't jerk off to. Yeah, like, it's, essentially, it's, it's ridiculous. That's what he was implying. And I'm just like, this is the fucking worst. I remember back in the days and... It's and, like, it's one thing being a pervert, but you're a shitty pervert when you don't think Margot Robbie's hot. Because Margot Robbie could wear a fucking... A uh, fucking potato sack over her, and she's still gonna be the hottest person. Margot Robbie. She's gonna be the hottest person in in, in any sack. fucking room nine times out of ten. Mm. You know what I mean? So it's just like it's weird. It's just like and it's, it's saying stupid shit for the sake of saying stupid shit. Yeah, and, and I remember back, you know, God, it's fifteen years ago, and going back on Ana Cool and Chud and all these other boards. Those people were there, but I think there were more of us to be like, shut the fuck up, and like they would yeah. get slapped down. Um, maybe not on Ain't It Cool, but like on on Chud for sure. And now there's just way too many assholes. Out yeah, there. way too many assholes. And, and the crazy part is, back then I could say everybody was maybe the kind of sort of the same age. Now that fucking range is 15 year old kids and fucking 40 year old men. Like the range is yeah. massive, and they're all just assholes and jerks. And they'll have a YouTube channel and they think that they're an authority on something. Yeah, yeah. Like like you need a podcast or some shit. Whatever. Anyway. Yeah. Exactly. Um, yeah, that's that's I film Twitter is one of the worst places. I it probably goes political Twitter, film Twitter, sports Twitter, maybe. I don't maybe. know. I don't know how like music Twitter is or art Twitter, you know what I mean? But oh, I'm sure art Twitter's at least I don't know. Some got some assholes in there. Yeah, but just yeah. I mean film Twitter, I mean there are some fucking cool accounts and badass accounts, but like there's a lot of like toxic shit and just dumb shit. On I just, just want to hang out on black Twitter though. It's my favorite Twitter. Yeah, dude. Or cool, Bay it's Area a, it's, Twitter it's is room. fucking lit. Bay Area Twitter is so fucking yeah, cool. Yeah, yeah. Oh it, it's God. fun when you find funny people. Sometimes people, you know, subtweet or retweet something, and then you look at their profile, and you're like, fuck, why am I not following you? You're like, you're the yeah. funniest people out here. Um, oh, um, uh, stand-up comedy Twitter is also pretty fucking horrible. Um, yeah? Oh, yeah, yeah. You can... A lot of... Lot of, lot of Desperate white guy is looking for attention. Oh my god! So, okay. all, all races, culture, to be honest, but yeah, stuff. Yeah, I love how they scream cancel culture on a Netflix special making twenty million a year. It's like, yeah, you sure did get canceled, buddy. You know, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Cancel culture is really fucking you up if yeah. you're making twenty million of you know fucking headlining a Netflix comedy special. Yeah, yeah. cancel yeah. culture is really messing you up, pal. Thoughts and prayers. Oh god. But yeah, it's yeah, it's ridiculous. But I mean, it is what it is. Like, there's there's lots of cool elements about film Twitter too like there's a lot of cool people on there and a lot of a lot of funny ass accounts like there's so many funny people on on that as well and yeah i mean it's just like a it comes and goes but again moderation's the best i can't you can't be on that shit 
too much of anything's fucking poison. Thank God I don't have a Facebook and never will. Because I could just only imagine the, the amount of bullshit that's on Facebook when it comes to any topic. And so, yeah, film Twitter's fucking up, but hopefully it gets better down the line. Yeah, and uh, let's hope so. Um, all right, so that was our you, you fucked up? Yeah, so now it's... And now it's turning around something we fucked with, I fucks with you. Uh, do you want to go first or... You go first. I'll go first, okay. Well, I, I already mentioned earlier uh, Brad Pitt getting his Oscar. I, I fucks with that all the day. Um, that I'm very happy for him for his Oscar win. I hope he gets a leading actor one later. I forgot he already had one for producing. Um, let's see, he produced something that. Twelve Years a Slave. Yeah. Uh, so now he got his own acting yeah. one. But but that was that was it. But beyond that, um, the one that I fucked with you, and then I think I don't know if I mentioned it to you, but uh, the fucking and I well no. Uh, I went to the movies with my wife again, and then we saw Parasite. And the next day, I think we went back to the movies. And I want to see Parasite. She wants to see Parasite, and that was cool. So it was kind of my pick. Next time she went, we went, and then she got to pick. She said, "I want to watch Little Women," and I was like, "I I want to watch Little Women. I eventually plan to, but fuck it, why now? We're here." Little Women is so fucking good. It is such a good film. I, I was blown away by how much recognition it did not get besides yeah. the oscar buzz because it is so fucking good it is so it's such a nice movie it's it's is florence in it florence Pugh. yes okay florence uh, Sersha, emma uh and uh Fuck, that's a cast man. another another newcomer lady oh, and then um uh so it's laura dern and uh is meryl streep in it i think she has a brief role in it yeah i think she might be in there too and then, of course, my boy, uh, Bob Odenkirk, shows up. And oh, I was shit. like, that's what I was like, oh, hell yeah. We go, we saw funny. Goodman up in here. So that's we're, we're good. Shit. Oh, my God. But it is such a fun movie. Oh, and then um, Timothy, Ch- what's the high friend's last name? Chalamet. Chalamet. He shows, I mean, he's in the film and he's, he's a good actor. He, uh, you know, still kind of weirds me out a little bit uh, when he looks at you. But yeah. still, it's, a, it's a, such a great movie. And now I, I've no, no connection to Little Women, never read it. Never had any knowledge of it, really, besides the fact that Moa reads it to orphans. You know? Yeah, I remember that. <laughs> they were little women. They were little women. Uh, and it's such a... I never knew the story, and it's so heartwarming and so fun. And it, it's, it's, it's such a girl's movie, but saying that kind of like, like, you know, shortchanges it. It's such a girl's movie, but it's so relatable. And, and it was such a fun film. And I know there's an there's an older one with uh, one on a writer in it, I think, and some other actresses. Yeah, yeah. But this one, this one did this. I don't know. It's just like the fact that it's these actresses sort of does that thing where it kind of stamps it in this certain time, like this moment in time where I think it's a lot of people are going to reflect on this film later down the down the line, twenty, thirty years, and think about how good this cast was yeah. and. And what that moment was in, in, in cinema, and even maybe in their lives when they saw this, because you got Emma Watson, who's basically I don't want to call her a veteran, but she's like the veteran, like 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 young girl who grew up in front yeah. of cameras and Harry Potter and shit, and and you got Saoirse Ronan, and then Florence Pugh, who's pretty much of a, a newcomer, right? She's been yeah, in a few yeah, things, she's but new. so it's like these actresses who are just gonna like explode in the next few years, and someone who's already established, and you got Laura Dern in there, and it's such a great film. It, it's it's so good and. Uh, I hope people go watch it, and it's 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 fun. It, it feels so relatable. It takes place in the Civil War era, and it feels like it could be now. Yeah, and, and it, I I can't get over how good it was, and it was sad at times, happy, and it's like it you know it 
deals with everything loss and love and and of course like like just like just um and it was Greta Gerwig directed it and it was such a great great film and I'm glad I saw it and I I still like Parasite more as mm-hmm. as a best picture but um I might still like Jojo Rabbit more as a best picture nominee but this one is honestly like like it there's it's it was it was it's fighting for best picture there's no way you could have counted it out so easily it was so good yeah. um but yeah go watch little women it's so good so fucking good Fuck yeah sounds good shit yeah little women um so mine is piggybacking on what we talked earlier and you even brought her up as well it is i'm going to talk about margot robbie okay. and i'm talking about margot robbie because she is the one that literally is the architect behind birds of prey she is the one that got the funding for it she executive produced it she found the director and she found the yeah, writer it's her baby it's her baby because she got she i think from what i heard is like she fell in love with harley quinn so much after suicide squad mm-hmm. that she wanted just to do more and to get fully invested in it and so this was the movie that she kind of had a push to get made and luckily it got made and again it's a movie that i just think it's going to be more appreciated more down the line but the fact that she went through all that to find her director, find her writer, get the funding, you know, it's a testament to her and her, like, her just commitment to the role. And she kills it in the film. And I'm just, it's really cool when I see, like, an actor and actress get so heavily involved in the process. Because they could easily go show up to the movie, do their bits, get out. But she was involved in everything from hiring people to making sure it gets the money, all of that. And because she loved Harley Quinn so much. And again, there's, I mean, when we look back at comic book movies, we always think of the perfect casting, you know, Robert Downey Jr. Mm -hmm. as Tony Stark. Um, What else? You know, maybe Chris Pratt as Starler, maybe that might be perfect casting. Chris Evans as Captain America. Chris Evans as Captain America. Yeah. Like to me, she's right up there with all that. Like, she embodies Harley Quinn. Like, I remember watching Harley Quinn when I was a kid and thinking, this is fucking a cool-ass character. And that show still mm-hmm. doesn't fucking age. It's still amazing. Yeah. And when she got cast, I'm like, all right, cool. This could be interesting. And, like, Suicide Squad has tons of problems, but she's not one of them. She mm-hmm. is great. She is Harley Quinn to a T in that. And the fact that she fell in love with it and she wants to get more involved and she did all these things to make it happen... I think that's really cool. And again, like I do hope she gets a recognition in the future for not just being a pretty face because, you know, she's been great in literally everything that she does. Like I never thought I would dig a movie about Tanya Harding, a biopic. Cause like who the fuck would want to watch a biopic about Tanya Harding? But then you watch yeah. I, Tanya and you're like, holy shit, this kicks ass. Yeah. And she's a big reason why it kicks ass. Yeah. I mean, I don't want to watch a movie about Fox News, but I might watch I Bombshell. Might, yeah, I might watch Bombshell. Yeah. Exactly. So yeah, you know, she plays a big role in that stuff. So you know, it's, I just want to say it fucks with her because it's like she did so much for Birds of Prey. And again, in the future, I hope she gets one of those beautiful gold I, statues. I think she will. I think she will. I think she's 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 getting there for sure. Yeah. Hopefully. Um, yeah, yeah, that's a, that's a good. Margot Robbie. You're on the Margot Robbie train. Absolutely. I guess you could say you're not going to rob that train. Oh, my God. All right. All right I got to walk out. All right. That's the end. I'm that's just... the end of the episode. All right. So next thing is what we've seen. Um Parasite, Little Women, I cannot recommend those two anymore. Like, they're so good. Uh, Parasite, we didn't really talk, talk a lot about Parasite, but I think it's one of my favorite movies I've seen in the last few years, for sure. Like, yeah. like 
as you're watching it, I, I think at one point I was just like, okay, like I like it, but I'm not seeing the moment where I'm like, where it's clicking with me as, as, as like my favorite, you know, film and I'm watching it. And then the, the, when it gets near the end, it just, something just fucking falls into place and you're just like, holy shit, this movie is so good. Um, there are twists in there and even I don't think those twists are what make the movie great. They show up and they're, they're interesting little mixes to the film and the plot. Yeah. But it, to me, it's the ending. To me, it's the way it ends, the way everything just fucking ends on this, like, on these sad, like, but hopeful notes. And it's just, people say it's about, you know, um, you know low income, high income, and disparities, and like, yeah. like people. And then I think someone on, 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 on Twitter or an article I read talked about how it's not about that. It's about, uh, if you pay attention, it's really about, uh, Korean reunification and when I read that I was like holy shit it's 100% about Korean reunification and they're not talking about you know income disparities or, or or you know like they're talking about these fears that the upper strata of society has about Korean reunification and it, and it hit me and I was like that is what this movie is about it's about not having more or less money it's about how to deal with people who you who are not like you yeah and when I saw it through that lens, it was it just fucking broke me down to pieces. I was it was I was flabbergasted by how good the film yeah. is. The acting is so fucking good in that film. Yeah. Um I, I, I can't get over how good it is, but it's I could go on and on. It's such a great film. Anyone who says they don't like subtitles can go fuck themselves. Like it, there's no reason to not yeah, fucking so read stupid. subtitles. They say, Oh, you'll miss the movie when you're reading subtitles. No, you fucking won't. You fucking won't. You can read faster than you can like look. Well, I mean, you, you can you can like hear. So by the time you're done with the sentence, you already know what they're gonna say in the yeah, next ten exactly. seconds. Um, I don't I don't understand that. The, uh, surprisingly, our, our president doesn't like it. I wonder why. Yeah. Um, did you see that thing where Neon tweeted at them? Yeah, he's like, understandable. He can't read. I was yeah. like, holy fuck, I that's loved it. like Try I'm buying I'm buying that Blu-ray immediately. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, so I I loved it, Little Women. I just talked about a lot about that right now. It's such a great film. Uh, it's the kind of film that I would want to show my kids yeah. when they're young because it deals with like some heavy shit in a way, but it, not in a graphic way or in a bad way, like a, a vulgar way. It's just very nice. It's a yeah. very nice film that deals with life, and it's very good. Um, me and the wife, the wife again, because she'll watch something, and I just sit around and watch it with her. She has been really caught into the net of this show and by default I have to, where I think it's, it's another good show that people are probably not going to immediately go out and watch, mm-hmm. but Di- diary of a future president on Disney plus is such a heartwarming show that, but it, it has like these life lessons in it that aren't baked in. Like some of the old shows we used to watch, like power Rangers be like, like don't do drugs kids or yeah. like, um, what do you know about the show? I don't know jack shit. Okay, perfect. It's Gina Rodriguez produced. Uh, and it's basically the middle school life of a girl who becomes a future president. The first okay. the first woman president of the United States. So then you flash back to her in middle school. And that's the story. That's the show. And just her dealing with, with surprisingly weird, like, woke issues. Like, like portrayal of old, like, like men who, like, ran the country. Uh, like, like, people who are different than you. Like, it just... They're definitely dealing with modern issues, but in a middle school setting. And I, I wish kids watched this because it's so good. 
it's not corny. It's not corny at all. Like some of those other Disney shows, like not at all. Like if you've seen other Disney comedy shit, there's like, you know, lab rats and even like Lizzie McGuire and stuff. And like, they have a wacky, you know, tilt to it. Mm-hmm. Uh, this one doesn't, it, it, it's straightforward. There's no wackiness. There's no like zoom in on a wacky face. It's just like, it's very real. It feels more real. Yeah. And and it deals with like actual shit that is happening, and it just I think it teaches great life lessons, um, and it's it's buried in Disney Plus. I mean they promote it, but like honestly, if you don't have Disney Plus, how are you how are we, uh, how are you ever going to hear about it? Yeah. But Diary of, of a Future President is is every kid should watch the show. Every That's kid cool. in middle school should watch the show. Um, two more things. I saw Kinky Boots last night live on stage. Loved it. I cannot wait to watch the film because I haven't seen it, but. Um, Go support Life Theater because if you have, have you seen Kinky Boots ever? Mm-hmm. No, I, I, I'm so bummed out because I missed it on Broadway with Wayne Brady. I wish I saw it then, but it's I loved it. It was such a good performance, good good production. Um, the last thing that that I've seen that it's not going to get talked about on any of the podcasts except ours is I really fucking dug the NBA All Star Game this year. Oh, it yeah, was yeah, fucking yeah. that was that last quarter. The ending. Yeah, that last quarter yeah. was fucking intense. It looks like they're gonna have it official now. Oh, good, because that yeah. last quarter made it all worth oh, it. Oh no, yeah, that Holy was insane. Shit, I think I was like, like strolling, like, like pacing in my fucking living room, trying to fucking see the ending. I was so stressed yeah. out, but I dug it. I think NBA, that's man. That I, that who. It's so unpredictable this year too. Who's yeah, gonna win and everything? It's all over the fucking place. It's and, just yeah. No, that was fun. I I dug it a lot. And then like man, Adam Silver, dude. He's killing it. Well, he's he's fucking doing a great job as commissioner right did now. Did you read the interview where Chris Paul said he brought up the idea of doing that? Did he really? Yeah, he said he brought up the idea to Adam Silver to do it this way instead. And then they ran with it. And I'm like, oh, fucking. That's good. That's the thing, though. Like, with Adam Silver, like, he's very attentive and very open to listening to people. And he gets shit done. We're like, especially right now, no one, like, I don't know much about the NHL, but I heard, like, the commissioner, no one likes the commissioner in the NHL okay. players. Roger Goodell my God, he just fumbles literally everything that's handed to him. Like when it comes to domestic violence, when it comes to the marijuana issue, when it comes to player safety, he fucking sucks in all of those issues. Um, you know, fucking Rob Manfred shit, <laughs> shit, in, yeah, the, shit in the bed as we speak. <laughs> um, but Silverman, I mean, he's, I mean, revenues up and it, the NBA's like the salary cap keeps going up. And like we talk, just, we talk about how football is the most dominant sport, like, like in America, if you put all the major sports, basketball's got to be number one. Yeah, basketball is the universe. It's like we will be side soccer. Beside yeah. behind soccer, it's got to be basketball. Like yeah. fucking basketball is without a doubt. Because everything they're doing when it comes to Kobe too, it's just like oh amazing. You know what I mean? Yeah, I mean they like, changing the name of the MVP to the Kobe Bryant MVP award. If they, all the if tributes. They if they didn't do that, people were gonna fucking yeah. Riot. All the tributes, everything like Mark Cuban is retiring. I think number twenty four yeah. to never yeah. be worn. Yeah. It's just like again, he is doing a lot for for the NBA. And it's just like, in terms of commissioners, he is like leading, he is killing it when it comes to yeah. all that. And that All-Star game, which is, it made it made an exhibition game so exciting. Because yeah. You definitely saw the players come out as players in that last quarter. And yeah. it was like, holy shit. Like they're, they're playing now. They're definitely playing. There were fucking fouls. One of their fouls yeah, in the exactly. NBA All-Star game. But yeah, that was fun. That was fun yeah. to watch. So that was, that was the last thing that I've seen that, that, uh, I wanted to highlight because uh, it's going to get, you know, glossed over in most other yeah. uh, film TV podcasts, but like, on the screens, fuck it. It's on the yeah. screen. Anyway. So, all right. So mine, again, Birds of Prey, enough, I've talked plenty about it. Parasite, 
You know, you weighed in. It's great. I saw it, I think, three or four days after. No, like two or three days after one best picture. It was great. Again, it deserves it 100%. Like, I... My biggest problem to meet my own, not problem with the movie, but the problem with myself is that I need to watch more international movies. Like, the last time I really dug an international film, like, as much as I dug Parasite, was still my favorite international film, which is City of God. Um, I, again, I still I need to make the effort to watch more international films because there's so much more out there, mm-hmm. so much more content, and so much like more beautiful films being made outside of the U.S. I need to do, focus on that more. But also... Um, I saw Ready or Not. I red boxed it. Ready or Not with Samara Weaving. I don't know if you've ever seen it. You know what? Ed? I holy fuck! I forgot. I saw Ready or Not. Uh, also, Knives Out. But Ready or I haven't Not, seen Knives Out yet. Ready or Not, I fucking dug a lot. Wasn't Ready or Not fun as it hell? It was so fucking good. And she is Samara Weaving is fucking. First off, she's beautiful. Second uh-huh. off, I think she's gonna be pretty fucking badass in the future too. I hope. Yeah. I hope she's one that I hope she gets as much praise too. Because yeah. right now it feels like the biggest newcomer that's going to get a lot of push is Florence. Okay, okay. And I hope no one forgets Samara because she is she's so good and ready or not. It was so much fun. And I was just like, mm, let's see, let's see what's up, what's up with this movie. And I was yeah. so surprised and I loved it. It was just... Ready or Not was such a fucking good movie that it was so fun. It was such a fun movie. Um, I dug it so much, honestly. And people, I read, after I was done watching, I was like, I got to read what people are talking, or they're talking about. And they're like, I don't, I don't know about the ending. I fucking love that ending. Yeah. That ending that comes out of fucking nowhere. Yeah, exactly. I'm like, you see the first, you know, shit. what? And you're like, what the fuck? No, yeah, Ready or Not was so much Ready fun. Or not, it, it really reminded me of um, the Sam Raimi movie, uh, Drag Me to Hell. How yeah, that yeah, yeah. ends with just like the fucking Drag Me to Hell. It That's ends with so that. so great. When this one ends, I'm just Ugh, like, I was Ready like, or Not so good. Fucking good. You know what blew my mind that I found out about and I had to double check right now? Budget on movie, $6 million. Are you fucking serious? A six million dollar. Was it renting movie. out the house and that's it? I literally think they just rented out the house. I think they got it for a weekend and just fucking oh shot everything. God, dude, that is no how money. How much was it overall? It's like how it's, much it it's, gained? It's take. Yeah. Oh my god. I, I, it's, Wasn't Get Out like four million to make? Get Out was probably I don't know. Get Out was like four. I'm pretty sure. Ready or not, gross fifty seven million. Okay, that's decent. It's, it, that's, but out of a six million dollar budget, fuck, it's fucking, fucking made their money. ten times its money. <laughs> it's ridiculous. Ridiculous! It, how how? Yeah, dude, good I, it is for that budget. That's what I love. Like I love red boxing once in a while because it's just like yeah. you find some shit and it's just like You're, fuck. Yeah, get out. Four point five million gross. Two hundred fifty five. Jordan Peele, my boy. Get that I love money. it. But uh, yeah, I mean, it was so much fun. Okay, yeah, I, when I, I saw it, I'm like, holy I, shit! I saw it so long it's ago that I forgot. Fun as hell. I ready, fucking love it. I hope I hope she kills it. Whatever yeah. she's in. Man, ready, I don't, yeah. I don't know. It's, I, whatever I she's in the future, I could hope she not just get fucking over kills it. How fun, ready or not? Yeah, was. gory as fuck. Yeah, I did fuck not expect yeah. to be that gory. Yeah, but it was, it was, it was, it was gory. So yeah, I mean, uncut gems, um, fucking great. Love Adam Sandler and uncut gems. Safety brothers, you motherfuckers, give me so much anxiety. Fucking ridiculous. I saw waves. You mentioned that you really liked waves. Waves fucking hit me, dude. Okay. Waves is like Sterling K. Brown's in it. And so you want you're the big you watch this. Uh, you are you this is us. I uh, my wife watches it. Yeah, I I haven't seen much of it beyond a couple episodes. I mean, I but my sister watches it, so it's like her show. But like he just brings it in this movie, and then like the whole cast, 
this movie he, it's basically a family that goes through a lot of tragedy yeah, there's I, certain I, things I, that happen I, along I, I the way I did see the trailer for it and yeah. then I was like okay yeah. it, it, I remember yeah and the, oh my this soundtrack is one of the best soundtracks I've ever heard in a film in a long time okay the, like the, all the music that goes with the film it just fits to a T and I remember watching the, the, the trailer and they had Frank Ocean mm-hmm. in the trailer his music and it was just like fuck and I talked to my friends, and I'm like, I'm going to Redbox Waves. And they're like, dude, you're going to love it. Like, it's so good. And I watched it, and I'm like, fuck, this movie is just so heart-wrenching. It just hit me like a ton of emotions watching it. Just everything that happens in the film. Yeah. And it's just, man, like, I, I, it's one of the, again, it's like, this movie, did anyone, did it win anything? Did it no. get recognized for anything? I don't think it got it was. It's beautiful. It's a beautiful fucking yeah. film. And I'm like... What the fuck is going on here? Like, this movie is a gem. And mm-hmm. I don't get what happened to it. Like, what what went on or why it didn't get recognized. Maybe it didn't get, like, as wide a release as I thought. But it's so good. Like, Waves fucked me up in a way that Uncut Gems made me anxious. Mm-hmm. Waves made me so, like, like sad and just, like, just, <laughs> just really sad and just really, like, Man, just watching the family and watching what they went through, it's just like, good Lord. Like, I just, I was just so distraught at the end of the film. Like, fuck, what a movie. Like, it it, it brings yeah. so much to the table in terms of emotion. It's just I so th- good. I think we are, I don't want to say it's indie, but with things like A24, I think we're living in this renaissance of really good, not maybe not low budget, but low key movies that no one's watching yeah. that are going to get discovered years from now because yeah. so many films have come out that just get washed away because there's so much shit now. Yeah. But but because of that, I think the the thing that older the older indie phase didn't have is that they're, you're getting known actors like good actors yeah, now because yeah. there's so much content that they're always getting work. So there's so many good actors to choose from that now you're going to see stuff like 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 that and then like anything A24 puts out is really good or stuff like. Um, I didn't see it, but people really liked um, "Sorry to Bother You" with uh, I forgot his name. Boots Riley. Yes. Oh, like no, Keith Stanfield. Uh, uh, yes. Yeah. Uh, so like, there's so many good films that are just going under the radar that are going to get discovered, and they're going to like honestly yeah. change the next filmmakers' like lives like for the next ten years. But it's uh, you know who I think Lakeith Stanfield would play a great you know combo character. I who? think he'd be fucking awesome as. Who? It's kind of like out of the box thinking, Doctor Doom. Oh shit! That. Imagine him as a Doctor Doom. In that, the, as a Doctor Doom, yeah. we'll just bulk him up a little. But yeah. as a Doctor Doom, that would be a fucking that would that'd be a good. Yeah, take. I mean, I saw like because people have been talking about John Krasinski really wanting to be yeah. or like kind of desire to be like Fantastic yeah, Four yeah, like that. Yeah. But I started thinking like, how else would I fill out that casting? And I'm like, I keep watching him and like he was in Uncut Gems, he was in Get Out, he's in all these movies. I'm like, he'd be a cool like Doctor Doom, just kind of like an outside the box, you know. Just it'd be kind of cool just to see him as you know, Doctor Doom. I don't want to say that you're you're right, but we're so close to that because everyone around him, like from Atlanta, is in the MCU now. Yeah. So it's just him. Yeah. Really. Um. Well, not um. Zazie Beach. What well, is is she now? Mm-hmm. No, she's no. in she's in both Deadpool and Joker. But. But Deadpool, I don't think there's going to... Well, I don't know. If they, if they fold like, Deadpool, I don't know. But, but um, you know, they're all in the MCU, so we just need him. So, hey, throw, throw, cool. throw Doctor Doom that yeah. way. And, and so, yeah. I, I, would, I would dig that. I would dig that a lot. Such nah, yeah, a good actor. Cool. So, yeah. I mean, Waves, Ready or Not, Uncut Gems, Parasite, Birds of Prey. This is what, what I've seen 
All good okay. shit. Waves, man. I want Waves to like. I want Waves to get more popular because it's just it was so good. I, I want to check it out because I thought the trailer looks really good. Sterling K. Brown. I mean, that dude's good in everything. He's good in fucking Black Panther. He's in yeah. it for like two minutes. Yeah. So I, I definitely gotta 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 check that one out. So what um, we want to see? What we want to see? Um. I think I'm coming around to this because I just kind of want to get it over with, but I'm also kind of excited to see what it's going to be, and that's New Mutants. Okay. Like, now I'm just like, you know I what? I still just, haven't seen the new, new trailer, the one that came out. I don't think I've seen it either, but I'm, now I'm just like, just fucking bring it on. I'm like, let's see what it is, and, and, and open mind. Like, I'm not mad or upset, because why not? Just fucking bring it over. Yeah. What I did read about it that really fucking bummed me out was that, and I hope I'm not spoiling anything, because... As far as I know, and I'd read about it a few times to make sure, it's not in the film. Because they did some reshoots, apparently, or they did some stuff. But Antonio Banderas got cast as a villain in it. But what that did was that that bumped, or that somehow bumped the after credit scene in New Mutants. Mm-hmm. And that it was supposed to be John Hamm as uh, Mr. Sinister. Oh, shit. That apparently was the plan, but did not happen. Or is oh, not in the God. film. Oh, God. That would have been insane. Holy shit, I would have been so excited Mr. for that. S- oh, fuck. That's cool. That God damn it. Damn. Okay. So so now, when I read that, I was like, now, now I really want to see it. Like, yeah. does he still fit into this universe somewhere, somehow? But but now I'm just, I'm open to it. Fuck it, bring it on. I want to watch New Mutant, see what it is, and then you know, we'll go from there. Yeah. But that, um, the trailer for Antlers really fucking got me, and I really want to watch that okay. one. I think it's very good trailer because it, it it goes from like a weird murder horror type of thing to like a weird monster mythic, you know, almost like Guillermo del type. Well, he, I think he produced it actually, mm-hmm. like Guillermo del type, um, del Toro uh, type of monster, like kind of just you know just grotesque out of this world type of thing. Yeah. And then I was talking to you about it. The trailer for Green Knight is fucking intense, and, yeah. and not a lot happens in it. But I want to watch it now. That's the one I was gonna that, bring up whew, right now. Green Knight looks see. like it's gonna be a fucking uh, fun time. Yeah. Um, but not to not to sidebar from what we want to see. Maybe what we don't want to see. Just a quick one here. Um, and I tweeted about it, and it was my uh, thoughts on how Marvel has fucked up with with our brain at this point so much that. When I finished watching Little Women, I immediately Googled if there were going to be after credit scenes. And oh I thought, God. and I thought, as I was doing it, I thought, I know there aren't, but I have to check, yeah. don't I? And I was Isn't like, and I was like, and I was like, fucking Marvel, look yeah. what you did to us. And I was like, what was I expecting? What was I expecting yeah, at the after exactly. credit scene? Timothy Chalamet like talks to me for a second, yeah. you know? It's, that's so funny. So, yeah, so thank you, Marvel, for fucking that up in our fucking brains now. Yeah. Because now I expect everything to have an after credit scene. And I thought Florence Pugh was going to come out and, like, say something. Tease me, you know, fucking Thor next. So, yeah. But, yeah, that, that's, that's me. That's good. So, I had two just a TV show and a movie. You mentioned the movie Green Knight. I saw it. I was like, holy shit, this is, like, intense. I don't know what to, to expect. I don't know what of to it. expect. I don't know. Yeah, but it's David Lowry again. Dude, I'm a Peach Dragon boy. That's a ghost story. Old Man and the Gun, which you need to fucking see. Cause it's, I know. I need to watch oh, Old Man so and the Gun. Oh, it's so good. So he's just been fucking killing it everywhere. So I'll always watch a David Lowry film. And then also Westworld Season 3. 
Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. I've been watching more trailers. have been released out. I can't fucking wait. Aaron Paul's in it. I know Marshawn Lynch was in it. He's he's in, <laughs> he's 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 right behind Aaron Paul. Oh my god! Guard, like like as a bodyguard or something. They don't they don't they're very secretive about his role, as in 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 Westworld. What but he is. Westworld looks. I mean, I love Westworld a lot. I still need to. I've I've seen at least I've read a couple of articles about the the timeline of season two because it still fucks with me. Mm-hmm. I'm still trying to get get it all together. It's still like I'm still confused about certain parts, but I got most of it nailed down. But I can't wait for Westworld season three, and then yeah, the Green Knight. Those two, I just want to say, I want to see you like really bad. I can't wait. Yeah, Westworld. I forgot about it because it's been such a while. Um, I think we got spoiled with Watchmen for a little bit. Yeah. But, but now it's like Watchmen might be dead. That's yeah. it. Yeah, that's a bummer. I really liked Watchmen. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Green Knight looks like it's gonna be fucking awesome. Yeah, I can't wait. Is that eight twenty four? Believe so. Yeah, oh, fucking A24, man. No, I, I swear. I want some of their shit, but it's like expensive as fuck. Yeah, fun. it's not making their shit expensive. It's yeah. like I, I like I just want like your fucking hoodie and it's like 90 bucks. Yeah. So I'm like, dude, I just I'll just go watch the movie instead. You've seen those books? Yeah, those script books. The that, script yeah. books with like concept art in it and stuff those too. Those are it's beautiful. Like, fuck. Those I want those sold out and when they first sold out a bunch of resellers bought them to resell and I think they were like 6 or 80 bucks each. So they sold out because they said it's like a limited edition of so many number. And then once he sold out, all these people were like hopping on eBay to sell them. And then A24 was like, oh, psych, we're going to release some more. Oh, nice. <laughs> and basically just like fucking made all their investments good. bricks. Uh, but yeah, those are good books. I want to buy good a books. couple. Yeah. And Even their mugs are like random quotes. Like I just, yeah. fuck it. Like I'll, I'll take that too. Um, yeah. What else? Yeah, so that's pretty much it. So I guess we could end it right there. Have any other thoughts? No, I mean now we're back. We're back. New year, new year, new topics, and then we'll be back very soon with uh, our annual. Um, we'll do a little fun March Madness. March thing. Madness. We'll, you we'll know. get something knocked out. Real I don't want to brag, but I I swear, if you go back in the archives, when we did our first one, I swear no one was fucking doing March Madness brackets. So yeah. Anyway, and the first one was like 2014 or some shit. Yeah. So, yeah, we'll be back with the March Madness bracket. We'll have the topic, and then you can uh, follow it and disagree with us. But, yeah. Anything else you want to add? That's pretty much it. All right. So, where can they find us? Uh, On the screens podcast at gmail.com is the email. Our Twitter account is podcastots. Our Instagram is podcastots. There's one entry. Is it? Yeah. It's not on dot the dot screens? No. It's podcastots. No, it's not podcastots. It's yeah, on, it is. It is. It is now. Because I remember we, I changed it. Okay. I deleted it and made a Podcast, brand new, OTS? made a okay. business. Oh, perfect. Oh, yeah. my business one. Okay. So we just had one entry so far. We made the Lighthouse Valentine's Day card. So if oh, yeah, you did the Lighthouse, check please check them. It was a. Why'd you spill your beans? Made, yeah, it's made by our good friend John at Punch Drunk Duck. So get check out his stuff. So we're going to yeah. have more content in terms of Instagram. And then we're also going to have something else outside of Instagram that we'll go into detail later. But we're still trying to. Hash out the details, get things done. So it's little by little, but hopefully we get more stuff, more content coming out besides our podcast. All right, then. So, yeah, you can find me at 1-1 on Twitter, and then you can go from there to all the other shit that I do. Anyway, so that's it for this one. We'll be back with some March Madness stuff. And uh, all right, have a good night. See ya.